Swing and a line drive left field. Benintendi coming on, dives, and did he make the catch? He did. He got it. There we go. It's time to party. Right here. 3-2. High deep He crushed it. It's a grand slam. Swing and a miss. Thankfully, it's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Welcome to Benny and the Bets podcast. Can you believe it? Here's your host, Terry Cushman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another postseason edition of the Benny and the Bets podcast. Tonight, we will be going back over the American League side of the bracket with a little bit of reaction from the previous series that just wrapped up today, and then we will touch on the Rays-Yankees series and Oakland-Houston Uh, Joining us tonight, we have had a ton of technical issues uh, to start this off, uh, is Charlie Smith and Aaron Graves. Uh, So hopefully we'll roll through it. Mostly it was me having the issues, but uh, how are you guys? Oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing as... As good as can be. Uh, don't ask me for the Powerball numbers because I shouldn't be allowed to give out any recommendations after <laughs> my terrible, terrible calls. <laughs> yeah, well, we we all picked the same uh, the same teams on this side, and I have a feeling we're going to do it again. But uh, National League side uh, has been definitely tricky. But uh, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing good. I no longer feel like I have the ability to pick any baseball series, so not for what I'm doing here anymore, but I'm going to try anyway. Yeah. Well, let's just start off on the one none of us should have got wrong, but we all did. The uh, Minnesota Twins versus the Houston Astros. Twins had a 16-game playoff losing streak coming in. What could go wrong? Turns out everything. Uh, they got beat by the 29-31 and 31 Astros. I said on Twitter yesterday night, at least we're not Twins podcasters. You know, podcasts didn't even exist when that streak started. And uh, here we are in 2020, and, and the Twins still can't win baseball games, so... Charlie, what was your thoughts on that series? Uh, the Twins absolutely blew it for Kenta Maeda, who did what he was expected to do. He allowed two hits and five innings of work, and um, I I don't know if if Matt Hall turned into Sergio Romo, but it was uh, not not pretty. Um, that was really disappointing. Like we, we saw, and I, I think part of it is the fact that none of us like the Astros. Like we don't like the Yankees, but we really don't like the Astros. And uh, it was, you know, like it was a fair call. And Barrios too didn't do bad. He didn't do poorly, but his team just didn't get offense. They just did not hit. 
And with the injuries and everything going on, we thought this should be a no-brainer. You know, Astros aren't going to have Verlander, thank God. Um, a lot of their players haven't really done anything. Uh, I mean, Altuve went 0-4. Springer went 0-4 in one of these games. Like, you got to get runs. That's it. I mean, the offense let the starting rotation down. The pitching cannot be blamed. Or, excuse me, the starting pitching cannot be blamed. Maeda uh, did fantastically well. And uh, Barrios, the same thing. A run on two, it's five innings. Come on, fellas. You got to do something. Aaron. I am never going to pick the Minnesota Twins to ever win a baseball game again. Nope. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm never going to pick them. There's no reason that their stellar lineup should hit the, what I would call average at best, Houston Astros pitching staff at this point. Without Verlander, that pitching staff is not a pitching staff that should go out and dominate a team. Like, they dominated the Minnesota Twins, who have, in my opinion, one of the best lineups in baseball. The Twins are just, they turn into the, they turn into, like, hmm. God. They turn into the Baltimore Orioles when it comes around to the playoffs, and it's yeah, I'm I'm never going to pick the Minnesota Twins to win a playoff series. Like I will never see it, but we're going to see the Minnesota Twins are going to go a long time without winning a series. You know, and last year when they got swept by the Yankees, one thing that really bothered me was when Rocco Baldelli was speaking after the game how he wasn't disappointed how proud he was of his team and I'm like that's not what I want to hear you know I don't want my manager handing out participation trophies and and being proud of his team like that they they got swept by the Yankees in an ugly fashion and I just I can't believe there's no talk of him uh, necessarily getting fired. I mean, I would definitely move on from Baldelli at this point, but his job seems to be safe. Thoughts on uh, Baldelli? Uh, biased on Baldelli because he's from Rhode Island. I, I don't want to <laughs> hate him. I also don't think that this was Baldelli's fault. This is the same thing of uh, mistaken blame. Uh, Ron Renneke canned after a 60-game campaign as a, as a manager for the Red Sox. You can't blame Baldelli for this. I mean, you had two starting pitchers that did phenomenally well that gave no offense you can't blame the manager because your team's not hitting i mean these are guys that we expected to do well they just didn't do it i i think it's a you know i i you can't you can't blame them um you can't do it could the stars have gone maybe a little bit longer maybe and i think that's the only reason why you could potentially make an argument for that but i mean come on i i don't know I mean, this is the the day and age now where starting pitchers now go five plus if you're lucky. This has been I've never seen so many pitchers go three plus, four plus, five and change. They're not expected to go six or seven. You should have a bullpen to be able to do it. Barrio should have stayed in probably another inning or so. But I mean, here's the thing: you still allow one run through eight, nine innings. It's still one one after nine. 
You've got to get him something. They didn't do it. That's the that's on the offense. Uh, Aaron? I kind of like Paul Daly as well. Like, I mean, I agree. You can't really put the blame on him. There was maybe you can let Maeda go an inning longer. Maybe you can let Burritos go an inning longer. But when it comes down to it, I don't think Baldelli had anything to do with the Twins losing those games. I think it was the Twins' stellar lineup failing to show up. Or, I don't know, maybe they thought that the maybe they treated the Astros like a joke and they're like, ah, this will be easy at the Houston Astros. They don't know what's coming. They suck now. But apparently, they needed to they needed to go in there much stronger than they did. And I don't know what it was like in the clubhouse leading up to it. I, nobody knows besides them. But it was ugly. I just felt like he probably should have lit a fire under them. And it, it's just a tough pill to swallow if you're a Twins fan because they breezed right through their division. They had the toughest division of basically anyone. And, you know, they had a nice three-game cushion coming down the stretch. The Twins sputtered. The Indians sputtered. And, you know, lost eight in a row at one point. So... Um, it just wasn't really tough for them to win the division, and then they just fell off the cliff. And, I mean, he's not going to get fired. I, I think we would know that by now if he was. But I just feel like if they if they lose again next year, if they even make the playoffs, I mean, I think the Indians are looking good going forward, and I think the White Sox are still looking good. Um you know, but if they were to get tossed again, I just think they're going to be mad they didn't they didn't make a move. Uh, you know, after this season, so it's I think the pressure is going to be on him for sure in twenty twenty one. Um, getting into let's see, uh, the White Sox, Oakland A series wrap today. Um, Oakland kind of redeemed us. Uh, we would have been one for three had uh, the White Sox won the series. But, uh, Charlie, thoughts on uh, Oakland White Sox? So, for this one, uh, honestly, it's sad that this was the series that we ended up getting right because literally this was the, this was the cupcake one. I literally thought... This is the one that probably 90% of people got right. Let's be honest. Uh, the White Sox were not really uh, – I just – I didn't feel really good about it. I mean, they had they had decent play. The problem was errors killed them in game two. And then in game three, you had uh, all systems go. Um, everything seemed to go wrong for, for Chicago right away. Relief kind of absolutely hurt them. Um Fires didn't do anything. Uh, I actually got really nervous at the beginning of the game because I was like, oh, this isn't going well. But then the bats came alive, and that's what ended up saving them in game three. Uh, Murphy went yard. Um, that was a big, big thing. Pinder had a really good game, but it was the relief that really saved him. Like the, <laughs> there is a, uh, a general understanding. If you have good pitching, you will win. And the pitching for Oakland is what saved this game. The relievers in game three alone, uh, I think they closed the game out, allowing two hits over the last four innings. 
And then uh, Hendricks, who was featured on ESPN, struck out the side allowing a hit and then shut it all down. But um, I'm not going to lie. I was actually really nervous when Lizardo had uh, had his appearance because he gave up two bombs uh, in just over three innings of work, and he, he wasn't really that consistent. It, it didn't feel it didn't feel good. But again, another game where the starting pitcher received one run of support on three hits that was not going to get it done. So game one, well played by. Uh, the White Sox for getting that done, but they were able to shut down Abreu in game two. He only got on base one time. He only got that one hit. And then in game three, same thing. You have to shut down the best players. They didn't shut down Anderson. Anderson went off back-to-back games with three hits. Uh, but you shut down the one of the best hitters in baseball. You shut down Abreu. Uh, and, and pitching got it done. So, again, well played to the Athletics. Aaron, um, I had a feeling this was going three because I didn't see Giolito losing game one, which it was. Yeah, so I really liked Oakland's bullpen over, especially today, and I was also really nervous without fire started. And if Oakland lost this game, I was probably going to retire from making predictions because clearly I have no business talking about this anymore. But they didn't, so I feel a little bit better. I feel good, but it's okay. Um, Oakland was really a wild card for me because, yes, I knew they were really good, but it wasn't. Being on the East Coast, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the athletics tonight. It was tough, so I was kind of... I was a little nervous because I felt like I didn't know a lot about Oakland, but it was interesting. I just Chicago was so bad at the end of the year that I didn't see them winning at a I didn't see a way that they were gonna win the series, especially with how Oakland shut down Abreu, but we'll see. Yeah. I th- I think it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. I was a little surprised fires didn't didn't last very long today just an inning and two thirds i wasn't surprised at all uh yesterday that uh bassett pitched a, a pretty good game he's really been one of their best pitchers coming down the stretch they got seven strong innings out of him and um you know they don't have matt chapman which hurts the the offense a little bit but they did find a way to to score runs, uh, you know, both yesterday in game two and then today in game three. So I just felt like they were the better balanced team. Um, you know, their bullpen held up okay. Um, and yeah, they got through the first round and they're going to be back into that uh, divisional series, which they have not had any luck in basically this century. So I think they did play one uh, ALCS, you know, earlier, you know, like 15 years or so ago. I don't have the, um, you know, the years up right now. But but the White Sox got back in, and I think they're going to be relevant for a while. You know, they've got a nice core of of talent and uh they'll uh you know make a go of it next year uh let's talk rays 
Blue Jays, no real surprises there. Uh, the Rays, just dominant in, in every aspect, pitching and hitting, looking very much like a bona fide number one seed. Charlie, what were your thoughts? Uh, this was dumb from the get-go. Uh, <laughs> you put up Blake Snell and then Tyler Glass now back-to-back. That's two all-star pitchers. And Glass now, before the season started, was one of my potential Cy Young candidates, like before the season even started. I really, really liked him. Um, I, I I wasn't uh, in, in a majority there. But uh, you cannot sleep on Tampa Bay. And people are going to find out one way or the other. All it takes is one really nice hit. And Renfro had a grand slam. That was all the offense that last now needed as soon as the second inning uh was over the series is over Renfro hit a grand slam and they were already up seven nil like that's that's just dumb and then Blake Snell had almost six innings of work allowed one hit that's unfair and uh, Toronto really stood no chance in this one uh really not a shock Uh, Tampa Bay is just an absolute powerhouse Aaron Um, the Rays pitching staff is unfair. There's no other way to look at it. It's, you got Snell, you got Glass now. You didn't even get to see Charlie Morton. It's, yeah. I don't know if any team can beat Tampa. We'll see. I, I honestly, I don't even know why, but I really hate the Tampa Bay Rays. I really strongly dislike Kevin Cash. Maybe it's because he's one of the worst hitters I ever saw wear a Red Sox uniform, but that, who knows. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really mind them. I I think they're more likable um with Cash than they were with Madden for sure. Um they were a much hateable team under under him, but um you know, it's just it's just interesting that that Tampa can hit. You know, they have offense to to go with their pitching. They've always had de- uh decent under the radar type pitching, they do have three aces basically. Uh, if you still want to put uh, Morton, uh, you know, at that level, but they're the total package, and they can keep a team off balance. And Cash is very erratic with how he, you know, sends out his lineups. I think up until the last week of the season, he had a different lineup every day. There was like 56 different lineups in a row or something where guys were just flip-flopped in, in certain orders and and they were scrappy against the Red Sox all year, scrappy against the Yankees. We'll, we'll get into uh, the matchup here in a second, but that's just one team. Even if I'm the Dodgers, I want no part of. I don't want any part of the Tampa Bay race. Um, so we'll get back to them in a second. Uh, the real heartbreaker for all of us being, you know, Yankee haters, they win the first game and then basically steal it away in the ninth inning of game two, which was a heartbreaker because the Indians would have been set up pretty well for game three with Zach Plesak pitching but uh, didn't get there. 
Yankees win the series. Charlie, what were your thoughts? Uh, I, I personally, I thought you two were idiots. I don't know how you thought the Yankees were going to lose this series. I had the Yankees <laughs> winning in two. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, no one could have predicted that Shane Bieber was going to was just going to absolutely implode. Um, you know, you knew what Cole was going to do. He had his, his personal catcher who didn't do anything offensively. Um, game one was just an absolute. Um, it it was a bash. I mean, if you were a Yankee, you did damage. Uh, they had multiple guys on their team with with two hits. Uh, a lot of home runs in that game. You saw Stanton come out and hit one. Judge had one. Guardy had one. Uh, who had? Who had the, there's another one I'm missing. There's three or four. Did I Sanchez saw Judge go one? yard. Was it Torres? Did Torres go yard in the first game? I think he went yard two. Oh, he. I think he did. One. Yeah. So he and you know that was the thing was Biebs gave up two. Uh, Bieber gave up the really like the beast of a shot. Um, to judge right in the first inning. I mean, four pitches in, you're down 2-0. That hurts against the lineup that can still pack on damage and, and do a lot more work. The second game, I actually credit you know credit the umpires. I think people gave me crap for this, but there were a lot of calls in later later innings that I just don't feel went the you know I didn't feel like it went both ways, um, and it just it was tough. I mean, I can't, and, and you can't take that away from the Yankees. The Yankees did some really, really good work. I think Chapman blew it. Um, you know, he ended up giving up the uh, the lead in that game, um, and then ended up having spectacular. Uh, he had offense, you know, on his side. Uh, Brad Hand, very unlike him. Um, a lot of pitches that crossed the dish and then ended up off the dish didn't go his way. And the ninth inning started off with um, a couple of walks. And, and right there and then, I was like, okay, this isn't looking good. Looks like we're going to end this 9-9. But DJ LeMayhew, clutch as anything, um, it, it went just breezed by Brad Hand. Um, Tanaka also got wrecked. Cookie got wrecked. I mean, this was – I mean, second game was, was all offense. And it didn't matter – who they put in, they all got smashed. It just didn't matter. Um, disappointing to see it, but luckily there's another series where the Yankees could find a way to blow it. I mean, I, I don't think it was so much the Yankees just winning it as it was also Cleveland just doing poorly. You can't expect to win when you walk 12 batters. You just can't. You allow, you allow 10 runs on 8 hits, but 12 walks? Sorry, gentlemen, that number's got to come down or you are not going to win that game. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Uh, Cleveland blew it. Wasn't a, a good night for Cleveland pitching for sure. And I don't know if the weather kind of screwed things up. You know, they each pitched a, a full inning, basically, Tanaka and Carrasco. And then they had a 30 or 40 minute rain delay and got the game restarted, but I don't know if their mojos were, were screwed up, but it was definitely definitely a weird night, you know, for for a lot of reasons. But, uh, Aaron, what were your thoughts on the uh, Yankees-Indian series? Um, I, I've, I don't I know the announcer's curse is a real thing. I guess maybe the podcaster's curse is also a real thing. <laughs> but, 
literally when we were predicting this series, all I did was talk nothing about how Shane Bieber is the best pitcher in the league, is one of the best pitchers, starting pitchers in the league, and Brad Hand is one of the best closers in the league, and they both made me look really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Bieber was just, uh, it's just crazy how he hadn't given up more than what? three runs all season and then just just pitched the worst game of his life you know there weren't even fans out there it shouldn't have been too intimidating of an environment but the Yankees were all over him and he he kind of he would show signs of reeling it in and it was looking like he was going to buckle down but then he'd come out the next inning after you know basically having a, a one two three and then just got knocked around again, and hopefully, you know, for Cleveland's sake, that's just a, a blip for him, and and he's gonna be, a, you know, a postseason god, you know, like Kluber was for a little while, and and uh, you know, not be so rattled in, in a big moment like that, but de- definitely. Uh, Definitely not a good outing for him. And then Brad Hand, who had been one of the best relievers in baseball, to not be able to, you know, not be able to lock down the win, that that was disappointing. But, you know, McKenzie didn't look good. Maton, I'm not familiar with him. He, he didn't look very good. And then Carrasco come out of the game with the bases loaded and uh, four runs ended up scoring. So, um just just not good and uh the Yankees get their uh get their matchup with Tampa. Uh let's let's go to the bottom of the bracket and then we'll come back to them too. Um uh, can I add something about Cleveland? Yeah, sure. Do we think that series goes any different if Terry Francona is managing? You know, his presence it's hard to not you know, wonder otherwise, because I mean, the Red Sox were down three to nothing against the Yankees, came back to win it. Three years later, we were down uh, three to one against the Indians, came back to win three straight. And in my opinion, despite those brilliant comebacks, I still say Francona getting the Indians to Game Seven against the Cubs that whole run through October was his finest performance. So to not have him in there, you know, his leadership, his steady, calm demeanor versus Sandy Alomar, it's it's fair to wonder that. Uh, well, here's the thing. This year, when did, when did Terry Francona, he got the credit for being the manager, but what was... What day did he end up stepping away? Like, how many games did Terry Francona manage in 2020? Uh, not many. I think it was August uh, 16th. He um, started having those gastrointestinal issues. So he missed, you know, about three quarters of the season. And Three season. So I don't think it's fair to say, because who knows, maybe Clevenger, Bieber... Plesak don't do what they do under Francona. I don't think it's it's fair to to um, to say that you know, and, and I don't think we're saying that it's his fault that they didn't win. 
But I mean, we're never going to know that that's going to be, you know, like the, the Steve Bartman thing with the, the then Florida Marlins Chicago Cubs. We'll never know. We will never know. But I'm not going to waste any time thinking about that because here's the thing. Terry Francona is not the one in the field throwing balls to first base. He's not the one throwing the balls to home plate. And he's certainly not the one swinging the ball, uh, swinging the bat to hit the ball. Like, it's just the team, unfortunately, found a way to get offense and blow it, get more offense and blow it again. And it was just a, we're going to hit, they're going to hit, we're going to hit, they're going to hit. And just kept on going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I don't think it would have mattered with Terry Francona as, as your as your manager. I actually am I'm thankful that he wasn't the manager because I then I think people would have been like, oh, well, you know, if Terry Francona was on his game, then the Indians would have won. Now we don't have to say that. It's, well, maybe they could have won because he wasn't there, but I don't know. Yeah. It was tough. I just I, – I, it's tough for me to completely rule it out, though, because I, I don't know what Sandy Alomar is like. I don't know – once they're reeling like they were last night, uh, I just I'm not sure he's the the type of guy that's gonna, you know, have the leadership to to right the ship, kind of rein everybody in, and you know, get them through the game. And I don't know if Alomar's moves to the bullpen would have been what Francona's moves would have been. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I still say Terry Francona is the greatest manager of, of this era. Uh, I really do. You know, you can you say it's Joe Torrey, you know, they're kind of different eras at that point. Cause they were only managers of the Red Sox and Yankees together for, you know, about three years. But I mean, if if my team's going into the playoffs tomorrow, I, I still want Francona. And to, for him to not be there, I just, I don't know. I, I'd much rather him be there. So, but we, I, I mean, we, of course we would. But, I mean, if he left on August 16th, that meant the Indians were 12-9. and nine. So 12-9 and nine with Terry Francona. And without him, that would have left the... I mean, what was their record? Wasn't it like 30? They won 35 or 36 games, right? Something like that. I mean, their pitching was phenomenal. And, you know, I went through the stats. They were 20th or worse in a, in a lot of offensive categories. But, you know, the pitching definitely uh, saved them. And Carl Willis, you know, had some decent years with Boston where we won the division with him, uh, you know, as the the pitching coach. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. In a big game, you know, I, I would much rather have him. And I don't know, Aaron. You mentioned the question. I feel like we haven't been able to get you, <laughs> get your take on it. I, I'm with Terry. I mean, I, I understand. Francona is not the one who's swinging the bat or throwing the pitches or playing the playing infield, but. It, I think the managers have a lot to do, especially in the postseason, with how the games turn out. Like, I'm sure Alomar has managerial experience somewhere, whether it be in the minors or whatever, but 
he's not Terry Francona, who's been in this position where, oh, I'm in an elimination game. I need to get these guys going. He did it multiple times in Boston. It's And with Cleveland once already in the World Series with the Cubs, where that series had no business going to seven games, but they were there and almost won. But Yeah, I, I don't know if they win, but I think there's a much better chance that the Indians do win that series if Francona is there managing. And I do understand that he was only there for a quarter of the season, if that, but I would take Terry Francona over any manager in baseball right now. Or in the probably in my lifetime, considering I'm one of those late 90s kids. But the, it's, the Indians did... The Indians did better without him than with him if, if the 16th was the day that he ended up leaving. That, yeah. That's another that, and that's even dealing with the, the suspensions and the eventual toodaloo of uh, Clevenger to the um, Padres. We're, we're always going to wonder. I mean, I don't want to think about something like that because I just I want him to focus on his health, get back to the Indians, and then we can you know go on our lives willy-nilly, and that's going to be the thing, you know? We're not going to have to worry about um, 2020 because, unfortunately, this one's over. Um, Yankees came out. They were healthy. Their lineup, when they are healthy, here's the other thing. The Yankees, when their lineup is healthy, is very scary. It's very scary. Uh, When you have that kind of, like, you have five or six different guys with pop, who are you going to pitch around? The Indians don't have that. The Indians also don't have to worry about, you know, the same number of injuries, too. What would the Yankees have looked like if they didn't have all those injuries again? Stanton, again, barely, barely there. Last year, not there. This year, same thing. When he's on, holy crap, you better be throwing off speed that guy because if you throw a fastball down the pipe, he can check swing and that ball is going 400 feet. Yeah, I mean, we'll see next year. I mean, they're going to have some tough decisions to make on Lindor you know, trade him or just, I mean, I, they're not going to resign him. So to, to keep him, to try to go for it again, I just think would be dumb when they can kind of bolster their, their team a little bit, but, um, but we'll see, you know, they'll be back. Hopefully Francona will be back healthy. Um, you know, hopefully the virus won't be, you know, that prominent, by the time April comes around, but but we'll see. Uh, let, let's uh, just get into Houston real quick. Houston, Oakland. Um, Charlie, I mean, how, how do you see it playing out? Well, here, here's the thing. Um, there was a famous president who said, fool me once. H- how does it go? Fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice. I can't get fooled again. Uh, I I don't anticipate this being the same situation. Uh, I'm still much more intimidated by Oakland than I am with Houston. Um, So this is going to be, I think, Oakland kind of going to town. And I think um, hmm, I'm torn because this isn't out of three games anymore. This is going to be out of seven, right? Uh, no, three out of five. This is this is out of five now. Yeah, three out of five. That's how it usually is, anyway, in the divisional series. That's right. You're right. That's right. Um, 
This one is five, and then the, that's right. Okay, so I'm going to say athletics in four. And the, mm, ah, no, ah, this is tough. So I want to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to stick with my original gut. I'll say athletics in four. I'm going to be bold in there. I, I think the Astros snag one. I think the athletics steal one. Um, but I think ultimately Oakland just does what they do. Uh, I, I just don't have any faith in Houston. I don't like Houston. Um, and I think that if, if they can get shut down, it, it's going to be, it's going to be lights out. But unfortunately, if Oakland is able to get past Houston, they will not get past Tampa Bay because that team looks disgusting. So, uh, I'll say Oakland in four, uh, a couple nice games for, uh, you know, the Matt Olsons on that team. Um, he looks ridiculous, um, for, for Oakland. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm going to go crazy and say that Olsen has a two-homer game in this series because we haven't really seen him do anything. Uh, it'd be really nice to see him do something in this next series. So, uh, Oakland in four. Aaron, how do you see the series going? Um, I actually agree with Charlie. I'm also going to go Oakland in four. I think Houston has – I think Houston does win a game. Assuming they go with the same pitching rotation, I would have. I'm going to have to say that Houston will win Game Three to force it to another game, and then Oakland will just move on. But I'm, I really like Oakland, but I just don't think they're built to win a World Series yet. Maybe a couple years down the road, we'll see. But um, I like. I don't think anybody can beat the Rays. Not to take the drama out of more picks, but I think, it's tough. And I, don't think. I think the series goes five games. I guess the big concern for me is is Oakland's starting rotation outside of Bassett. I mean, you didn't get much from from Fires today. I just where are you going to get it? Is is Lizardo going to have a better series? I mean, he's not facing that murderous Yankees lineup, so I guess it would be fair to to say that you know he could potentially you know have have a better series, and then you know Montas. I, I I guess I don't really know what to expect there. He'll probably get a start, but. Didn't didn't have a very good season, you know, with a five something ERA. So I I guess the rotation worries me a little bit. I don't see Sean Manaya in there. He must have been either really bad or injured. But um, but Grinky pitched a, a a very good game, you know, in, in the opener there. Lance McCullers was lights out going, coming down the stretch. He would have pitched game three had it happened. It, it didn't because, you know, Minnesota can't win a game. But I, I think I think it's going to be a scrappy series on both sides. And I think it goes I think it goes five and I'll give a I'll give a slight edge to Oakland uh to to 
to win it in five. So um, let's go to the the series that everybody's waiting for. Uh, I'm assuming this will get all the primetime games, the Rays-Yankees series. Charlie, how do you have it? Uh, Tampa Bay in five. Um, I really, really like Tampa Bay. Uh, I think that any team that has a chance to face the Yankees in five uh, and possibly seven games, um, you know, you 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 have to you have to like your odds right now against this team. If you can shut down Luke Voigt, who just destroyed the baseball this season, had twenty two homers, averaged a home run more than once every three games. Uh, you can shut down DJ LeMayhew. I don't think both of those guys are going to go off every single game. If you can do what the Athletics did against the Chicago White Sox and you knock out one of their big bats or two of their big bats, you can win this game. And Blake Snell has already shown he is not messing around. And Tyler Glass now not messing around. Charlie Morton not messing around. You know that one, maybe two of those guys pitched twice in this series. Uh, I expect a win from all three of them. Actually, just a little caveat here. There's no off days. So I don't, I don't know if, if Snell will even go twice because it would be played in five straight days. So I wouldn't be sure. If Snake pitches game five, if he's locked for game one, because we remember the 2001 Arizona Diamondbacks, they had three they had three starts from two of their elite pitchers, and that is how they won games one, game four, game two, game five, game seven. Uh, th- those were, and they didn't win obviously all five games, but the Diamondbacks won game one and two, game six and seven, and they just went balls to the wall, lights out, like let's go. Uh, Tampa Bay knows they need to knock out. They need to knock out New York. If Tampa Bay can do that, they're going to the World Series. They are the best team in the American League. Uh, Aaron, you're, how do you see the series going? Uh, I have raised four. I think the Yankees lineup definitely gets them at least a game. Um, the no off days really does make it interesting, though, because. If you throw Snell one, I definitely don't think you throw Snell five because he was on a pitch limit for most of the season because of his coming back from Tommy John surgery. And I don't exactly think that they're fully going to throw him in there and have him pitch on the short rest. yet. Maybe if they get to the World Series and they have to, but maybe you see Morton go one and Snell two. So I wouldn't be surprised if Morton was to pitch on short rest or maybe even Glass. Who knows? But yeah, the Yankees line up and win the game. But I was a little scared to use the same logic I did with the Indians. But the Indians have a great pitching staff, so pitching wins games more than hitting wins games. So why not that? But the Rays have the lineup to do it compared to the Indians, whose lineup really struck times. So I'm gonna I'm going Rays in four. Yeah, and the Rays have a bullpen, you know, as we know. And they did win 8 out of 10 in the regular season. So I don't think the Rays are going to be afraid uh, of the Yankees for sure. I'm going to just say, I'm going to take the safe answer and say Rays in 5. But I could see a four-game set, you know, much 
how you mapped it out, Aaron. And I'd love to see a sweep. I mean, I don't think that's completely out of the realm, but but we'll see. the the only The only thing I, I can think of here is if if Tampa just lights up the Yankees in probably not in game one because that's going to be with Garrett Cole, but maybe in the glass now start in game two, assuming that's when he does start, maybe they have the luxury of taking glass now out early. That sounds psychotic, but you do have a good bullpen. Maybe, maybe he can be saved for a game five, but if that's game two, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I, it's just tough to get there because whoever you have game one is definitely going to go deep into the game because you know Garrett Cole is, unless Cole just completely loses his mind. But I just, I don't know. I'll, I'll say Rays in five one way or the other. Outside of Cole, though, Yankees have, their pitching isn't good. I mean, you would say Tanaka will probably give you a decent start, but he's just not the postseason pitcher the last couple of years that that he was you know in years prior so i just you know they're going to pitch him they're going to pitch jay hap i don't know who their fourth starter would be um probably Garcia, probably oh true yeah he'll get a start and maybe he would even get a start over maybe before half in the series. And they also have Jordan Montgomery, but I just think the Rays are just too good. And I think they're, they're sick of being the little engine that could, I I think they want to walk in there and, and be a juggernaut and, and show the league that they're the best. And I think they're I think they're dying to to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if if some of these guys are throwing at each other, you know, because some of the games are getting really intense, you know. We'll, we'll see, but I I think I think it's it's going to be a good series. I, and I'm looking forward to it, uh, you know, more than any other series so far. So um, so again, we all, we all did agree, uh, you know, with, you know, Oakland winning and, and New York winning. So hopefully, hopefully if we get one wrong, it's the Oakland series, right? Yeah. I, you, you know what? I actually really don't want the Oakland series to be wrong or this one, because if we get both of these right, congratulations, gents, we're three and three in the American league. <laughs> so yeah i really mm, we really need it we really need to get both of these right um and honestly i feel like for for baseball baseball wants the yankees in it baseball wants uh i would i probably guess the, the athletics in it too you know you get you get your your california team from from norcal in there um at tampa bay rays oakland al you know, finals isn't going to generate the same crowd, but let me tell you, I think you're going to have the two better teams um, that are are really hungry. Really, they're really going to show what they've got. The Yankees have a powerhouse team. No one is 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 saying they don't have 
uh, the talent. But I think it would just be so much more interesting to see a team that's got a fraction of the funds in the finals. I just I find it to be very interesting, very fascinating. Um, a, a tidbit on the Houston Oakland series is Mike Fires is going to be pitching against Houston, and he probably did at some point in the regular season because they're both in the West Division. But um, but it's interesting the guy who exposed the biggest scandal of all time that was so big it even got the Red Sox manager fired. <laughs> um, you know he's gonna he's gonna have a little bit of a say on how that series goes. So maybe maybe Fires pitches the game of his life because of that. You know, so that's interesting. I'm looking up Dusty Baker's. Uh, Trying to get his managerial record here. Finally, have it. Um, a, an interesting thing there was he, like the Twins, was on a losing streak in the playoffs and hadn't won a series since, ironically, the Steve Bartman series in 2003 against the Marlins in the NLCS, when when Baker was the manager of the Cubs. So he finally gets a playoff win. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue on with, with Houston into this series. So even though the Twins couldn't snap their losing streak, Baker snapped his. And we can hate on the Astros all we want, but you got to give Baker a little bit of credit here. And that bullpen was terrible, and they got some rookies in there who have pitched pretty well. So... Um, you know, that, that's just another, you know, dynamic here that's going to make Houston a, a little tougher, but, um, I just wanted to throw those out there before the series did start. Uh, final thoughts, Charlie? Uh, Matt Hall still sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, this has been a very, you know, we're going to be serious. I think this has been a very uh, testing year. Uh, it's been a very trying year. Um, I give a lot of credit to the players for for bucking up and, and playing and making the best of, of 2020. Um, it's cool to see some of the teams that made the playoffs this year. Yes, it was, it was very unique. You have these seven-inning doubleheader games and whatnot. But what's what's interesting is I think with the four picks that we originally had, we picked probably the teams that everyone thought was going to advance. And it, it's interesting to see just, you know what, sometimes the best team in, in a division or the best team in a matchup just doesn't get it done. And you have what could be the underdog or just the team that some just don't want to see get in there and show them, yeah, we're still here. Uh, we may be an older team, but we, we've got the talent. So um, th- this year will probably always be one that I will remember. I don't think when I'm 80 years old, I'm going to forget who won the 2020 World Series um, and who lost it. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm still happy that there's baseball, excuse me, going on. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we're, we still got a couple weeks left and uh, we'll see what happens. Aaron, final thoughts. Um, 
I got a couple, I guess. One, please let J.A. Happ start a game so that I need to have all of my Yankees friends deal with J.A. Happ one more year because <laughs> I do not know a single J.A. Happ fan, and I would just love to see him one more year in pinstripes and make everybody deal with it. And number two, please, baseball gods, don't make me pick between the Astros and the Yankees in the ALCS because there is nothing I want to do less then I have to watch those two teams play a seven-game series to go to the World Series again. Good enough. And I, uh, question, I got a question about the Jay Happ thing. If he got 10 starts, his 2021 contract is guaranteed, right? Correct. But did they specify, as far as the language on it, did they specify that it had to be regular season starts? Not from what I saw. It just says 10 starts or 61 and a half innings. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm for it. Let's do it. Let's get this thing going. And they're potentially losing Tanaka. And if if he doesn't pitch well, I I think, I don't think they're going to care if if they don't bring him back. They're not going to bring back Paxton. They're going to need bodies. So if Hap has to come back, I just I don't think they're going to put the series in jeopardy because they chose not to not to pitch him. Yeah, and let's not rule out Clark Schmidt getting a start as well, especially where there are several games in a row. Um, Cole will obviously pitch Game Five. I mean, the guy's a bulldog if uh, if the Yankees need him to, but. Um, but the the Yankees have options one way or the other, so we'll uh, we'll see how they do it. Have a, have a good night, gentlemen. Take care, guys. Be well. Episode two twenty four in the books. The American League Divisional Series start on Monday, so got a few days until uh, those get rolling. But, you know, be that as it may, it's nice to be watching playoff baseball, and we'll uh, be back late next week to discuss how it all went down. Take care. <laughs>